Hey, 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 welcome to the first official episode of the Emphatically You podcast. I am so glad to have you here with me. I am grateful that you found your way to spend just a little of your time with me today. Let me start out by saying it has been a journey just to get to this space. I'm not playing y'all, and I've got some people that can testify to this with me. Nevertheless, I am here. I am here just as I am. I have pulled the plug, and I am here for this brand new journey. A few years ago, a very dear friend of mine saw something in me that I didn't see in myself. Now, my friend has now passed on, but when I realized that God used him to send me a message so that I would open my eyes and see how to use my voice right now, I made the decision to do something to not only honor that person, but to also honor the voice within. Now, if I'm honest and I wanna be completely transparent, it still took me a minute to get here. Y'all, second guessing is real, (laughs) but I'm here now. So I wanna say thank you, thank you, thank you, and welcome. So let's get into it. March is designated as Women's History Month. Now, although we should be celebrating women each and every day, This is when we put a spotlight, we observe and we celebrate the contributions of women around the country. In today's episode, Cater to You, we are going to discuss what owning your womanhood looks like, creating your pleasure principle, and catering to the woman in you. Ways to love on you and give yourself some undivided attention. Is that all right? Welcome to the Emphatically You podcast. I'm your host, Candace Nelson, wife, mother of one dope college student, lover of words, music, and a native Adamsville bred Georgia peach. You're invited to this easy, breezy, soulful, safe space created for those of us who need occasional reminders, some tips, tools, and transformative messages that will speak to the heart of you. Come along with me on this brand new journey of truth, love, and growth. It's time to let your hair down and put yourself first so you can speak and be emphatically you. Let's get into it. Y'all, I am so excited to have this conversation with one of my very best friends. She is my youngest sister, Kari Cotwright, affectionately known as Dr. Kari. Y'all, Kari used to act like my first baby. I mean, for real. She used to hang on my leg when we were younger and always wanted to be up under me. I mean, she is the baby of the family, but she stands tall and I am so very proud of who she is to the world, but more importantly, because of who she is to me. She's all grown up now, and she is an associate professor in the University of Georgia's Department of Nutritional Sciences and is the director of the Childhood Obesity Prevention Laboratory. 
You know, I have watched my sister work hard and begin to receive many awards, including the Georgia Trend Magazine 40 Under 40 Award. But you know what? One of the biggest highlights for me was when I had a chance to watch my baby sister in action as a speaker at the 2016 TEDx UGA event. Y'all, Kari is an esteemed graduate of the Howard University, and it just so happens my own baby is a freshman at Howard University. She is a wife, and a mother of three beautiful girls, Kamara, Camille, and Cameron. And I actually still remember gasping at the reality that my baby sister is now a mommy. Y'all, to me, she will always be my fun-loving, silly baby sister. Welcome to my show, Kari. Thank you. I'm happy to be here, Candice. I'm so glad you're here today. Thank you for agreeing to join me. I am looking forward to diving into this topic with you today. I'm excited to. I want to share that Kari and I actually had a conversation previously, which actually was kind of what sparked this entire invitation. You know, we tend to go into superwoman role when life throws us a curveball and we get into a position where we straighten our backs, grit our teeth, and we press forward. The pressure associated with this mindset, it comes with a very heavy price. Yes. So today we want to talk about getting women to put on a mindset of being able to create an atmosphere where you actually cater to yourself first. You know, when there is a special spot for you, you feel better. When you build from within to become whole, you then have more to give to others. You know, as a mom, a wife, a daughter, a sibling, girlfriend, an entrepreneur, a colleague, and so much more. Kari and I are gonna dive into our first area that we're going to discuss, owning my womanhood. I'm going to share with you first what owning my womanhood means to me. I moved out of my parents' home when I was 25 years old and I moved into my first apartment and it was phenomenal. I felt like I was the HBIC. <laughs> I really did. I was able to decorate my apartment the way I wanted to. I was able to go buy my own groceries by walking across the street to the Winn-Dixie grocery store. I didn't have my own vehicle, so I had to, you know, be uh, very um, mindful about having my uh, bus fare to ride the bus or the train to work. But I was a 25-year-old grown woman living on my own, and I felt like I just had everything going all the way on. But I want uh, Kari to share a little bit about what owning her womanhood means to her. So you want to start with that and then I'm going to ask you a couple of questions. Sure. And I remember your place. You had a nice place. So you should be proud of your place. So when you talk about owning your womanhood, this will probably surprise you, Candice, but I probably did not own my womanhood until after I had my third child. <laughs> and y'all will probably think that is so funny. But I had this kind of breaking point where I was just doing too much. And I was so used to catering to everyone else. Like how you said we're supposed to cater to, to ourselves, you know, which is different, a different mentality. And I think about that uh, Destiny's Child song, Let Me Cater to You, you know. And it's just like, um, we don't do that, you know, for ourselves. But I was going, going, going. And I had this breaking point and I looked up and I just was calling one of my friends and I said, I don't know how I'm going to keep this pace up. 
I don't know how I'm going to continue to serve everybody else and survive. And in that moment, she said, you got to automate your care. You got to get your therapist. You got to get your chiropractor. You got to get, you know, your massage therapist, everybody that you need. And I started to work on that and invest in myself and know that it didn't have to be this one woman band thing. And not to say I didn't have support, but there's something different when it's, you know, you're in the house um, as the wife and everything. And so I just started to automate care, to automate care for myself. And that's when I felt like I am really taking control of this and I'm not letting, um, this, I won't even call it situation. These experiences take control of me. And I think you have to own your womanhood in that way to say, okay, wait a minute, this is not serving me or my family. How do I do better? I love that, Kari. And you actually already answered the very first question, which was, um, you know, about, um, you know, what does that actually look like? So you've actually already answered that. So I'm going to go on to the next question. As a woman today, have you lived up to the space that you created for yourself? I, I think that's a great question. I think I am. I think it's a practice. So I think that's something that women need to be, we need to remind ourselves that, if we don't uh, keep up with the pace or we don't do that facial every single morning or whatever we're trying, that goal you're trying to reach, that all, all is not lost. And so for me, I carve out space and time for myself. I regularly automate things that I can do to care for myself and my body. And um, I feel like I'm living up to the space in that manner. And if I see myself falling off, um, fortunately, not only just for me to have those signals, but I have friends and family members and support that'll say, Hey, what, you know, what's going on? You're not doing the things that you usually do. And, and it can help bring you on track because we all have our, our peaks and valleys. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love it. I just love, like I said, Kari is my baby sister and it's just amazing just to watch you, um, move through this, this journey of motherhood with, uh, with the girls. Um, the next thing I want to talk about is how we actually align our lives, you know, with uh, with catering to ourselves and, and and learning to just to appreciate the 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 beautiful super women that we are. I want to ask you: Do you put boundaries on what you feel like you want? I, again, I think it's a practice. I think you know, Candace is laughing because she helps me with my three little ones, and they're eight, six, and four, <laughs> and they are just uh, bright and bushy tail. They're always into something, and so um, managing that lifestyle with work lifestyle, with your marriage, with everything that you desire to do. Because I desire to be a part of the community and talk to my family and be a part of things that my friends have going on. Um, it's important to create those boundaries and make time for the things that I call make your heart sing those things that are in your joy space. And so if you put that, that, that thought of the fact that on my vision board the other day, I put a little picture that said, yes, it's okay to say no. And so when every time you say no to something that does not give you joy, you're able to say yes to something that will. And so I'm just um, learning that it's a practice all of the time, me reminding myself, because I think a part of it can be ego, right? Oh, they called on Kari. I must do it. You know, and it's like, no, you must not. It's okay. If it's not something that really is bringing you joy or is going to serve you or is it going to take time away from those beautiful babies, from your husband, from your life? That is so profound. That, that is just so absolutely profound. But, you know, on the flip side of that coin, in what ways do you act or think that you don't deserve to cater to you? I think I think it's similar. I th so, so, again, being um, 
a, a working professional and all the things that are called upon you, I will tell you, I took a walk at work uh, just the other day and I've carved out a path where I can walk a mile and I can just walk that mile and come back. I leave my desk. I know what it is and, and where it is. There were times at work early on that I would just sit at my desk and be like, I, I don't have time to work. I don't have time to walk. You know, I don't have time to do this. I must work. I have to get this done because when I get home, I got to serve my kids. But I started to say, well, if you walk, you're going to feel better and you're going to serve everyone else better. And I, I do a um, meditation on calm and there's a, um, a, a one on radical self-care. And the person speaks and he says, may this practice benefit you and may that benefit everyone around you. And once I got that in my head, it was like, no, this is the best thing to do. And the work will be there. There's always going to be something there. So I think I have to remind myself of that. But mommy guilt is real. When you feel like you really need to be there, you need to be doing what you need to. And then just as a a working professional, I always want to get my best. So when things are piling up, it's like, oh, well, when I get home, I'll do this and I'll do that. Even though I gave my eight hours, right? So my my job is one where you're going to work extra hours no matter what. But you have to do it in a way of where it's still serving you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, what you just said, again, profound. We have to create opportunities for ourselves. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I know a lot of times, you know, like you said, that mommy guilt thing, I, I, I know about it, mm-hmm. <laughs> even though my child is older, but it, it's real. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, I think what that leads me to ask you is, are you putting yourself in a position to feel like you're worth the things that you want? Oh, that's a good question. And and so I feel like I am moving into that. So what it took me 41 years to, to own my womanhood. <laughs> but I feel like now, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I have a job where I'm earning money and I can put money away. So if I want to go to the spa for a half day, you know, I did it for my birthday. Do that. If you want to um, go out and treat yourself to a nice lunch. Do that, you know, if you want to be able to, you know, have the privilege to take a nap, (laughs) you have the opportunity, do that. And so I'm just learning um, how much better it makes me. And again, it makes me better to do it. And then that benefits everyone around me. And so the more I have um, learned that, I've been able to carve it out and look at myself and say, you know, you, you are worth this. Invest in yourself. So as you invest in yourself, you know, it comes back tenfold. I absolutely love that. And we're going to have to make sure we include uh, that information about that Calm app because I mm-hmm. think that would be great for me to yes, do. You I share that as well. But, yes, yeah, so thank you for – that was great, talking about owning my womanhood. Thank you. Okay, well, the next area we want to dive into real quickly is how to create your pleasure principle. Now, <laughs> that can go in a whole lot of different directions, mm-hmm. but the the goal that I'm trying to convey is make yourself a priority. It is so important to put yourself first. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I want to share is Kari and I are both music lovers. We love good music. Mm-hmm. Um, I had an opportunity just to see... Uh, Maxwell and Anthony Hamilton and Joe with my husband. And it's been a long time since we've been able to get out and enjoy Mm -hmm. a nice concert. But, you know, there's a group that we both like. Uh, The name of the group is Kindred, the Family Soul. Mm -hmm. And they have a song called Woman First. And in that song, she actually talks about how... I'm going to let Kyrie say the lyrics to the Um, verse that I know. 
Let's see. <laughs> uh, what did she say? When you're a daughter, a sister, a wife, and a mother, and everybody needs you more than the other, it is so hard. What did she say? Something like to keep track of you. It's it, when there's so many other things mm -hmm. to do. And that resonates with me. I can, if I could really sing, y'all, I would sing it. But, oh, my goodness. It just, I remember the first time I heard her say it. And she says with such passion, because she's a mom, and she just belts out when there's so many other things to do. Um, and you feel like you are torn. And so how do you then make time for yourself? That's the key. That's the key. So this is what we're talking about. Your pleasure principle means the first thing you've got to do is commit to setting realistic boundaries for yourself. Mm -hmm. That That's, I mean, you've got to make yourself a priority. That, yes. That's the, the gist of it. Um, and I know sometimes it can seem a little scary because, you know, we don't want people to get upset. We don't want somebody to feel like we're slighting them. But you already summed it up, Kari Best. If I don't take care of me first, I can't really give you my best self. Mm -hmm. Or there's an analogy. I have to pour from a you get from my overflow. Mm -hmm. I'm mm -hmm. pouring from a cup that's already full. If I pour from a uh, a cup that's just right at the, the the rim, then I pour from that. Then I'm depleted, right? And I don't have anything else to give. So you know that that that's one of the first things: committing to setting realistic boundaries for yourself. And one of the things I talked about with my sister is, uh, as I said, she's got three beautiful daughters about creating a space for them mm -hmm. and a designated space for herself as a mom. You want to talk about that? Well, yes. Yeah, so, so, of course, they do have their little space where they can go and do arts and crafts and do things. And our, our house is set up more open concept, so they're kind of all the way, always a, around, you know, kind of just running around and having fun. I do have my upstairs area, which like is a loft area where I do my work. And they know if the door is closed and I'm doing my work, they can't come. But sometimes I do let them share the space. But that's a space where I can do that and kind of think. Um, and then I, we tried it, you know, in our bedroom. Don't cart all your toys in here. But that always happens. And so they're, they're just little. And, and so with that, one of the things I've done is to automate my self-care. And so in terms of that, that means, and, and y'all, I know I'm blessed and privileged, but I got an acupuncturist, a mental health therapist, a, a physical therapist, a massage therapist. Okay, so I, I know the things that are important to me. And so carving that out, I'm able to do that while my little ones, I do that outside of the home, you know. But then it doesn't, if, if you don't have the opportunity to do all those things, it can be something as simple as taking a bubble bath. So they know that when mama runs that pretty bath water with those bubbles in it, and, and I give it to them too, right? So I'm teaching my daughters to do that early. But when I run my bubble bath and I put my Epsom sauce, I invest in those things. I think those things are important. I make myself a nice little um, frozen spritzer, and I'm not, no alcohol, you know. If I did want some, I would, but I mean, generally just a healthy something with fruit. I put on my music, and I get in there, and I soak, and they know that's my time. And they're okay with that. And daddy says, don't go in there because, you know, mommy's relaxing. And so something as simple as a bu bubble bath, I have found, um, replenishes me. And it makes me feel like I have, you know, something to myself that I can enjoy. And then even just something as simple as taking a walk. If something gets me really frustrated or if I just need a breath of fresh air, I've been working, I'm just going to take a walk and just let it, it could be a quick walk. It can be just going up the street and coming back, but it always helps me decompress. So just small ways to... Um, think about how you can, that, that is a boundary for me to say, I need to get away for a moment. I'm going to do that. And then teaching them that that's okay. 
Mm -hmm. I love that card. I absolutely do. Um, one of the second things about creating your pleasure principle is communicating those boundaries that we just talked about with others, not just your children, but mm -hmm. just other people in your life and then holding them accountable. Mm -hmm. You know, if you speak up and you tell people what your boundaries are, you're expressing what your desires are and what your emotions are and what it is that you want. And you kind of are training, for lack of a better word, training people to understand what it is that is important to you. Mm -hmm. Any any comments? Yeah, I, I think, well, I get called on a lot. A lot. <laughs> <laughs> and so when people know that you'll give of your time and your effort and you'll do an excellent job because that's what I want to do, they'll call on you constantly. And so there are times when I have to, again, look at that meter and say, can you really take this on? Again, it's a practice, everyone. I, I, I am not great at saying no, but I always think of the, the saying that no is a sentence. You don't always have to go into a soliloquy about why you can't do it, but you can't do it. And so to, to think about that and really practice being more calculated about those decisions. And for me, I actually had to formulate, I have a life coach too, ha <laughs> Who helped me to form a no rubric mm -hmm. to really say, if you say yes to this, what will it cost you? If you say no to this, you know, what will it do? And so it helps me because I can look up and it gets rid of any guilt because I think I'm a people pleaser. You have to kind of get into why you're doing those things mm -hmm. and um, really own it and, and just know that, you know, if someone else gets upset, you know, or they don't want to work with you because you don't have time to do this one opportunity or whatever their request is, then you probably didn't need to work with them anyway, you know? So I'm just trying to really hone in on that and figure out what really matters to me and makes me joyful. That's what this time is about now. I love that. And, you know, I, I have a, a therapist as well. And, you know, it came at a time probably just before the pandemic hit mm -hmm. where, I was experiencing some things and I had to take ownership. Mm -hmm. I had to sit down and take ownership of what was going on with me inside of my head, mm -hmm. my mental health. And, and I just can't talk that up enough that mm -hmm. if you have the capability to go invest uh, in yourself and go and locate a quality therapist, it's worth its weight in gold. It's worth its weight in gold. And so one of the third things when we talk about that pleasure principle is journaling. Journaling for accountability. Um, I journal. I do journal. Um, I don't journal probably as much as I should or maybe as much as I would like. Um, one of the things that I have been more consistent with lately is taking one of my journals and I try to write down every single day things that I'm grateful for. Mm -hmm. I just take time to list things that I'm grateful for. But I know there's That's some great. other journaling that I could be doing to help to kind of relieve or release some of the things that I'm feeling. Um, yeah, I could do that, but how about you? I definitely, it depends on the levels. And so if I really feel like I need to release it, I definitely take it to the page. Because when I write things out, I feel like I have released them. I really do. Um, just because of my time, I've gotten away from it, but I was sharing with you, you know, recently I've kind of gotten back into it. I have a dream journal. And there was a time when I was just so busy, I wasn't dreaming. I, it was just difficult mm -hmm. to even, you know, formulate those things. What else do you want to do? Because I was so stuck in the present. Um, so I've started to do that more. And then if I get to a space where I'm not writing down things, I used to have a gratitude journal that I carried around. And I think that's such a beautiful mm -hmm. idea because it's showing God how uh, grateful, you know, we are for the things that he provides each day. 
Um, and, and, and a lot of times that gives you perspective to just say, you know what, no matter what happened today, I got three things I can be grateful for. So I think that's wonderful. Um, and so for me, another thing I do, and this might be something that's good for everyone is I journal through my texts. I, I have some good friends and it's not everybody I'm going to send a message to, but if I'm really frustrating, the title would be venting and I let it go. And I say, these are the things that are on my mind. And, and sometimes they know well, she just needed to get that out. And you can really go through your text messages and see what your head was. So <laughs> that's another quick way <laughs> to get it out. You know, you got to get it out. I love it. Okay, we're going to talk about the next thing. I think this is the last thing that I want to share about creating that pleasure principle, ladies. Be deliberate with your time and your conversations. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, for me, the, well, for everybody, there are only 24 hours in a day and you have to use your time wisely. So again, making yourself a priority and prioritizing your physical and your mental health. So mm -hmm. I'm just gonna pat myself on the back. I committed to getting up and going to working out again in the gym. Mm -hmm. And I made it a priority to get up at 8 a.m. on a Saturday morning, go to the gym, work out for an hour, and I'm going to start, continue that on Monday and, and continue through the week so that I have at least four consecutive days, uh, or I'm sorry, four days, not consecutive, but four days of giving something back to my body because mm -hmm. I want to honor my body. I mean, mm -hmm. it's important to me not to please my husband, not to please the rest of the world, but to please me. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I've got to, again, be deliberate with my time. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's just interesting as I think about like, when you think there's only 24 hours of the day, you've got to go to work for this amount of hours. You got to come home and do this for this amount of hours. You've got, you need to put time in there to sleep and rest, to rejuvenate for the next day and all the things that you have to do. And you have to be again, deliberate about how you spend your time and what you do with it and where you go with it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I agree with that. And kudos to you for having your workout plan. Yes. Um, I love Peloton. Y'all are going to say this lady has all the subscriptions in the world. But I love uh, Jess, who is one of the instructors. And when you get there, as soon as you start, I love to do the walk runs and different things. She says, oh, most of the work is done. You showed up. And so when you can just show up for yourself. Because if I have on my shoes and I'm on that treadmill, I'm going to do something, you know. And so when you are there to just figure out what that is for you, I think for so long I felt like, oh, my gosh, if I'm not doing a, a hardcore, high-intensity training workout, it's not good enough. But now I look at if I go on a walk for 30 minutes, that's just as good as if I did anything else because I carved out time for me. And so when you think about that, uh, pouring into yourself in whatever way that is, I don't think we have to make – unrealistic standards, whatever works for you. Um, and remembering that even that self-care time on, on my app, again, with Calm, they have five-minute daily move things. So if you can do five minutes to move your body and honor your body, because we have to remember that moving our body is a privilege. Everybody doesn't have that privilege. So when you think about that, that's another thing I think Jess says. I'm like, oh my goodness, everybody can't be mobile in this way. Let me get out here and love my heart. And I can just imagine my heart smiling when I do those things, but I read recently, I have to find the person's name and share it with you, but it's a medical doctor. She actually has a, um, what do you call it? Like a, a, a formula for rest. And so in terms of rest, it's not just sleeping rest. Cause she asked a question that says, have you ever slept for, 
um, 10 hours and woke up exhausted, you know? And so she says, there's creative rest, there's nature rest, there's writing rest. There's all these things that we need to do to pour into ourselves. And it's not just the exercise and the sleep or the eating, right? As we always try to get on track with that, but it's also have, are you doing things that make your heart sing? And so just remembering that, you know, I love that. So please be sure to share that with us. And we're going to share that with our listeners today. We're going to stop and take just a brief break, but we will be back because uh, as we begin to come to a close of this first episode of the Emphatically You podcast with Candice, we will be sharing some actual tips and suggestions that we feel that you can do to actually cater to you. The Sisterhood Sit Down. In each episode, we will feature a sister's personal message from her heart and soul as we continue our daily walk to speak and be emphatically you. I think motherhood has changed my perspective on a lot of things. I am a single mom raising a very smart, active little boy, and it honestly amazes me when I look back at how far we've come in just the three short years of him being here. I, simply put, just get things done. I don't dwell on or dote on my accomplishments. I just do it. But to see myself as a mother and the sole caretaker of another human being, I have no choice but to pat myself on the back. And being surrounded by and in conversation of other phenomenal women, it's just something about being a woman and a mother that's like nothing else in the world. It says something when we as women can cry our silent tears while piecing the puzzle together privately, but outwardly smile and make things happen. For me, this journey as a mother has definitely also given me the confidence to embrace myself as a whole, not just as a mother, but a woman as well. We are some amazing individuals, and we may not be perfect, but who is? We have stories and baggage. Every day is a new opportunity to reset and get it right, just as it is for everyone else. But I love the way Tracy Ellis Ross said it. I'm learning every day to allow the space between where I am and where I want to be to inspire me and not terrify me. And most importantly, we are fearfully and wonderfully made. That's Psalms 139.14. I embrace my womanhood. I embrace this journey and I embrace the bumps, the curves and the stumbling blocks and all that comes along with this thing called life because we as women are strong, resilient and necessary. We can, we will, end of story. Okay, we are back. Thank you so much for taking time to spend just a little bit of your day with me here at the Emphatically You with Candace podcast. I'm here again with my guest, the Dr. Kari Cutright. Yeah, my, ba- <laughs> my baby sister, and uh, we're both moms, and we just wanted to, you know, share from our perspectives what it looks like to take time to cater to yourself. So right now, we want to just jump in and want to give you some tips, some different tips to actually cater to the woman inside of you. One of the things that I do, Kari, is create a day or an hour just for me. And Mm. I think that's a great thing for women to do. Take some time to indulge in yourself, Mm. you know. Um, I actually, coming up in the next couple of weeks, I will be planning to go to have um, a spa day for myself. Nice, You know, and I don't do that, I'll, I'll be honest, I actually had said, I think, maybe last year that I was going to try to commit to doing it once a month. Mm -hmm. And I haven't kept that promise to myself, but I'm going to get it 
Incorporated, but I do have one coming up and I'm, I'm so happy about that. So I think if you take a day or like I said, if you don't have a day, just an hour, mm -hmm. just to dedicate some time to you, that is one of the ways that you can cater to yourself. Yeah. And, and as I think about that, you know, I love the spa. I go to the spa anytime. Um, I think about also because our time is so split sandwiching things and doing things you love with your responsibilities. I call it dancing through your responsibilities. <laughs> and so I come in the door and if I work from nine to five, I still have to cook and, and, and do everything with my girls and my husband and everything. So of course they have a routine and I will drop my bags. I'll start cooking. I'll throw in my, my um, AirPods. And I'll listen to some new hip-hop. I'll listen to some music. So I'm dancing the whole time. They can be running around me and everything. But I'm feeling joy in my heart. First of all, I love to cook. But when it becomes, you know, it's a responsibility, you also need some things to motivate you. So just like we play good music when we're exercising, I do it while I'm cooking. I do it while I'm doing laundry. Or I listen to a podcast. Maybe I listen to Emphatically You with Candice. And um, it's just great. I love that. I just call it, again, dancing through your responsibilities. What makes you smile while you have to do something that's kind of, you know, a, another one of those things on the list? I love that. Mm -hmm. I do. Another thing you can do, ladies, is take a walk. Now, mm -hmm. I'm definitely going to let uh, Kari talk about that. I know that it helps to clear your mind and it can offer um, a different perspective. You could go for a run. I'm not really a runner, but um, I want her to share something because when we were during the pandemic, I would go down and visit uh, my sister, and that was one of the things that she did on a regular basis, and she actually drug me out there one <laughs> a few times. Um, but it was it was exhilarating. So mm -hmm. talk about that, Kari. I think for me, I make routes. You know, where I know where I'm going. I do different. Time, different things on different days, but I have a route at work and I have a route at home. And during the pandemic, I needed time to myself because we were all there together. And, you know, I have my little ones and then you have them doing the virtual learning and I was teaching. There were so many things going on. So I would get up really early, like 7 a.m. before anybody got up and I would put on my walking shoes and I would just walk the whole neighborhood. And it just made me feel so good. Again, AirPods in my ear. Um, I would listen to um, my podcast. I remember listening to Michelle Obama's podcast, but mainly music and just listen into those things it was rejuvenating I knew I was doing something for myself and it cleared my mind so it wasn't just the physical it was the mental benefit and I love it I still do it and, it, and and again even if I need a break in my day remember that uh you know we say 30 minutes a day but if you do 10 minutes three 10 minute walks it's the same thing Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Another thing is to sleep. Get your good, get some good sleep, get some rest. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if you want to chime in on that or not, but, um, yeah, that, that is so important. Like you, I think you actually mentioned that earlier. If you can take, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes and take a nap. Mm -hmm. It makes it can make all the difference in the world. I just remember being in college and those power naps were everything in the world. <laughs> I don't know how we managed to do everything we were doing, but power naps were great. And I don't necessarily, I will admit my day is not structured to where I can really take naps now. But we do strive to get our kids in bed and get everything and just decompress. Because I think you need that, you know, trying to get mm -hmm. everybody settled. And then we decompress, we'll talk or watch something, and then just really getting in there to sleep. I think for me, the meditation or stretching before bed really helps because my mind starts to fire off at night sometimes. And that angst can keep you awake. So don't be afraid to invest in doing something that will slow your mind down, whatever that is for you. Mm -hmm. Um, before you get in bed so you can get a good good night's rest. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Another thing that I know you can definitely relate to, Kari, is take some time just to be silly. Don't take life too seriously. <laughs> Don't take life too seriously. Yes, Kari is, uh, in my opinion, <laughs> she is a jokester. <laughs> I am. I'm, I, if I can, if I can find the humor in whatever you know is happening, that's my joy space. And and I just want a belly laugh. Our father had the deepest belly laugh, and it just brought me so much joy. I could be in another room, not even knowing what he was laughing at, but his laugh would make me laugh. It was contagious. And so when you think about that, I think we can take things so serious. I got to work. I got to get the kids. I got to do all these things. But that's one thing I can't say about my husband. He is silly. So he keeps me light. And so whenever I can stay light and, and just find something funny to make me smile, it really makes a difference. Absolutely. The other thing that I'm looking at is um, sometimes you can just take a drive and enjoy mm-hmm. the sights. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. that's good to help you. And, and you don't have to grab anybody. Just hop in the car and go. Absolutely. I, and I love looking at houses. So whatever that is for you, I love to just go. I do. I just love to like get on the road and look at houses or if there's a pretty landscape. I just love to see that. And so again, even with, I'm, I'm going from driving to walking, but even with my walks, like even going to a garden and kind of just taking in the sights is mm-hmm. really, really uh, renewing. Yeah, ladies, these are just some different tips. We want to give you things that you can, you know, because everybody can't do the same thing. Everybody's not in the same space to do the same thing. So we want to make sure you've got some a variety of choices to look at as you're just beginning to, again, remember to cater to yourself. Kari is an phenomenal cook so I would say cooking or trying new recipes oh yeah that that really brings me a lot of joy and Candace will tell you I send her my recipes so whenever I'm cooking something I take a picture and say girl look at what I did and and I'm always trying new things for my kids trying to incorporate more fruits and vegetables in our diet and so again that's what brings me solace and I know there's some people that don't generally like to cook but um Again, it's a release and, and you know you're, it's service. You know, it's serving somebody else and I love to do that. So I think that's a fun way to try new things because we all have to eat, definitely. Absolutely. Um, what about reading a good book? Yes, I I don't get to read that often, but I will often try to at least have something on my nightstand, right? So if you don't get to read it all the time, it's like a little treat. So I, whenever I can pick it up, I'm lost in this story. And so I was listening to, just because I love the uh, reading of it in terms of uh, Audible, the Cicely Tyson book. Oh my goodness, it was just like an experience. And so if you don't have time to read, let it read to you. Maybe on your commute, you know, or maybe things, or maybe you have a book in the bathroom. Take yourself five minutes, you know, whatever that is, that little space and time for you, because I do, I love getting lost in the written word. I love it. And I've been doing that. I used to read religiously when I was younger, mm-hmm. but you know, again, time and life and all those things, but I've been listening uh, to Will Smith's book, The mm-hmm. Audible, which has been just like Cicely Tyson. It has been a treat. Mm-hmm. And I do that just like I said, on the ride to Athens or mm-hmm. the ride to work, uh, just to enjoy it. I'm almost done with it at this point. I think I'm down to the last chapter, I believe. Oh, wow. And I have I have a small devotional book, too, that I really enjoy. And it's just a short devotional for the day. And I do my best to start the day with that. And it helps to set my mind. And so that's another good thing, I think. I love that. Yeah. I actually talk about that um, 
setting the tone yes, for your day. For day. I mean, that, mm-hmm. that is just so, so important. And we already talked about like writing in your journal, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's a gratitude journal or like you said, you have a dream journal, mm-hmm. um, you know, just, just getting it out. Sometimes mm-hmm. when you're able to release it on paper and you go back and you can reflect on it later on, that's always something that I find a little helpful uh, as we're moving through, especially as we're sorting through this thing called life, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. Um, but the last thing that I'll say is remind yourself, remind yourself that life is a journey, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever you're going through, it's temporary, Mm -hmm. you know, um, it will absolutely pass and you should take time to live every single moment. And and when you say that, I I think about my yoga practice and meditation practice and it is a practice because you have to keep, you know, kind (laughs) of keep at it. And I do the yoga also for stretching and flexibility, but the principle of yoga is to be in the moment, right? And so when you are letting all the hurried things around you kind of get you bogged down, how do you center yourself and how do you recharge? So having that calm map to guide me, it's guided meditation, which is great. Um, the, the movement piece and then just doing the yoga poses, but more than anything is breathing. And I think I was sharing with Candace um, that I, I was uh, at the doctor and I was had a spirometer test and I was blowing into it and I couldn't feel it, fully get it to where it needed to be. And I really realized in that moment that I had kind of forgotten how to take a deep breath. I had just been going and taking these shallow breaths. And so in that, noticing that and just saying, no, you got to take a moment to breathe. And you don't understand just how renewing that is but life is breath. Without breath, we have no life. And so if you can slow down and take some deep breaths, I think that's amazing. That's an, another amazing way just to center yourself. It absolutely is. I've, I've had the opportunity to work with a, um, a life coach. And, um, you know, that was one of the things that she used to do with us uh, through each session was to stop and generally take a deep breath in, mm-hmm. hold it, and then uh, blow it out. And yes. not just a little bit, like... You want to exaggerate hear yourself. Yes, yes, yes. Ah, mm-hmm. You know, that yeah, kind yeah. of thing. So it, it is. Life is breath, just like you said. Ladies, we have come to the end of this session. I want to say thank you to my sister, Kari Cotwright. Oh, my gosh. I have so enjoyed having you here to talk with me, to share with the listening audience about catering to yourself, owning your womanhood, you know, aligning your life and just the different various tips that you can use to actually cater to yourself. I love you. I love you too. And I want to say I'm so proud of you for um, hosting this and inviting me. I really appreciate it. It has been a treat. I know it will touch some hearts or touch many hearts. And it's just been a pleasure. Thanks a million, Candy. You are welcome. I hope you all have enjoyed today's conversation as much as I have. (laughs) I have absolutely enjoyed having just this little time to sit down and talk with my baby sister, Kari. You know, I'm so grateful for Kari and I'm beyond blessed to have 
I've been able to grow up in such a loving family that included not only Kari, but I have another sister and her name is Krista. And I also have a brother and his name is Ernest. Listen, as we begin to wrap up today's episode, I'd like to tie the knot with some very simple reminders. The first is if and when you feel like your life is spiraling out of control, and you will from time to time, remember you are not alone and there is help. You can always take several deep breaths when you feel overwhelmed in order to refocus. You can also, or you should also, also be intentional about loving yourself. You know, set the tone for your day. For me, I start with prayer almost every morning, whether it's my own prayer or if I join an online prayer call, if I'm reading my daily bread, but whatever it is that you do, do those things and then ask yourself this one question, what do I need to be happy today? Always respond with your truth. I'm going to leave that one right there. Also live for today. You know, tomorrow's not promised. So give yourself some grace and take time to check in with you. And once you've done that, go back and reflect on how far you've come as well as how far you're going. Then you can appreciate all that you've actually learned as well as what you're learning. But for me, this is just my opinion. The most important reminder is remember, remember, remember. It is your God-given right to take time to cater to you. If you would like to connect with me, please send me an email at candice at emphaticallyyou.com. That's Candace, C-A-N-D-A-C-E at emphaticallyyou.com. I would love to hear from you. I do want to say thanks so much for listening today. I will talk with you real soon. But until then, take care, stay safe, and make it a great day.